0: drive the main roads Searching in the sun for another overload I hear you singing in the wires I can hear you through the wires The a Tall Man is still on the line. I know I need a small vacation. But it don't look like a rain If it snows that stretch down south Won't ever send the strain And I need you more than I want you And I want you for all time And the Wichita man is still on the
1: line. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us today, our host Tom Dupree, Missy Clifton, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group.
2: Okay, keep that one going. You know this song, you know it by Glenn Campbell, but this is by the songwriter. This is this version by the songwriter, whose name is Jimmy Webb. He's from Elk City, Oklahoma. And, uh,.
1: He's actually performing his own song.
2: Yes, it's from an album he did called uh, Ten Easy Pieces," ten of his songs. And I've had a fascination with Jimmy Webb since I was in college, when I was at WTS in Sewanee. I used to—he he had made an album back then that was not that good, and uh, but I would play it. You know, Jimmy Webb was responsible for a lot of Glenn's big hits. Wichita Lineman, By the Time I Get to Phoenix, Galveston. And then he wrote some other songs that uh, you don't think of as being Jimmy Webb songs. Uh, He wrote Up, Up, and Away that was done by The Fifth Dimension. He wrote uh, a song called Didn't We. I'm not sure who performed that. And he wrote uh, MacArthur's Park, which was performed by the actor Richard Harris in London uh, and was the first seven-minute song to break the top 40. Jimmy Webb started out in the Baptist church and by age 12 he was the organist at the first Baptist church in Elk City where his father was the uh minister he's got a fascinating story there's a guy named Rick Beato B E A T O who has a very massive YouTube presence got like 330,000 followers and he does interviews with big names in the music business, and he recently did one with Jimmy Webb. If you're interested in songwriting and popular music, you should listen. He talks about uh, Burt Bacharach, the Beatles, the Beach Boys, and all. And he talks about classical uh, musicians, Debussy, Revelle, Folks like that. Something's going on, folks. We're finally beginning to comprehend the music made in the late 60s, early 70s, and its tie to the stuff in the past, going back to uh, even back to Bach, Bach. And this interview, if you like music and music theory and the history of music and popular music and you've listened to it, and and I kind of get a feeling that a lot of the folks that listen to this show, you know, I don't know, maybe you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, you probably have heard a lot of these songs. This is a time... When because there hasn't been any good music made, or that, and that's not to say there hasn't been. I think there's starting to be good music made. You're just not hearing it played, but it's it's out there. It's starting to happen, but because you're not seeing a lot of it, we get nostalgic. Now, what I have found personally is that through times of personal development, difficulty in my life, coming out on the other side, personal recovery, personal development, I am now able to re-access some of these musical experiences that I had 50-plus years ago and interpret them in a different way. They have more depth to them now for me you know than they had a long time ago and uh, I don't know it's just nuts what's going on with me and my ability uh, to uh, see this stuff and I hope maybe you see some of it too and it's, it's, it's really good. And these things can be interpreted and reinterpreted. And a good song is a good song no matter when it's made. It could be made in 1970 or in 1370. You know, a song is a song, and a good one is always a good one. This is good stuff, too, and it's over It's 3,000 years old. It's the Psalms, P-S-A-L-M-S. You know what they are? Songs. There's a whole book of the Bible, 150 chapters. Psalms. They're all songs. They were all songs. And a lot of them were written by King David. Psalm 86 Bow down thine ear, O Lord. Hear me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my soul, for I am holy. O thou my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. See, here's the thing. This is what I've learned about prayer. It's not that God doesn't hear you. I think he allows you (laughs) to sort of be tested. How long are you going to really keep patiently or even impatiently crying out to me? You know? Are are you someone that knocks on the door two or three times? And if it's over, if it, if you don't get an answer right away, you say, ah, to hell with it. Didn't work to begin with. You know, to me, it isn't about showing up only. It's about overcoming. You stay with it. You think investing is easy. That's what we do here. You know, why is Warren Buffett still doing it? He's 93 years old. He's been in the investing business for over 60 years because you still learn new stuff. You learn something every day, and you can build on what you've learned if you stick with it. Verse 4, Rejoice the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer, and attend to the voice of my supplications in the day of my trouble. I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me. Psalm 86, verses 1 through 7. Now, we live in a city (laughs) and sort of a county. I don't know, are we a city or a county? I think we're kind of both. But anyway, you know, we have a government here and there aren't very many voices out there that 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 tell you you know this thing might be not being done exactly the right way so our uh our our terrier missy Clif- clifton if you were a dog you would be a terrier uh, i just don't even argue with me curious Tenacity, okay. tenacity. Yeah, that's the part. Be a very pretty terrier, you know. <laughs> okay, so the point is, <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about some of the things that you want to do. The the the. Let's school. talk. About, yeah, but let's yeah, let's talk about the um
3: the taxes maybe going up. We, well, actually, let's talk about the fact that um our our fearless leaders on the city council finally came back from their summer break and got had their meeting. seating chart. Yeah. Well, they got, <laughs> they had their first meeting. Uh, they, they convened back. So uh, on Tuesday,
2: there's two ways you get taxed in Fayette, Lexington, Fayette, urban County government, two ways you get taxed. One of which is if you work here, you get two and a quarter percent roughly of your, Pay from your employer is paid to the city in the form of an income tax. They call it so it won't sound like an income tax, they call it an occupational license tax. Occupation means job. <laughs> license means you work and you pay an income tax. Let's call it what it is. It's an income tax. So there's two and a quarter percent of your your salary. Another way you get paid, if you own real estate here, that means a house or a condo or something or raw land, it gets assessed by the PVA, and you pay a property tax. Those two taxes sort of go to mainly running the city and mainly the school system, although within the property tax are embedded some little other kinds of taxes, and the sheriff's office collects it. That's who you take that. It's typically you get it at the end of the year. If you're if if you have a mortgage on your property, there's a good chance that your mortgage uh, company escrows part of your payment into taxes and insurance so you don't actually see it. They pay your taxes for you. If you don't have a mortgage on your property, you get a property tax bill and you pay it. And so um, in that property tax bill, there are some other taxes other than what goes directly to the school system. So the city has suddenly found out we don't have money for the streetlights. Uh, street But let's not go look at where we're spending money that we don't need to spend. We're not going to dare go look at cutting the budget in some other areas because the last two or three times we presented a budget, we don't even go in and ask for them to try to reduce it. We'll just take it the way it is. So that's inviolable. We cannot go back and say, you know what? The mayor says things like, well, if we increase the police force, we're going to have to you know, raise taxes. What about not spending money on some absolutely foolish things we spend money on? No, can't discuss that. So now they want to put more tax in your property tax bill to cover streetlights. Will it be enough? Of course it won't be. Over time, they'll have to raise it again. It's just like the post office. I always tell people, you know why they raise the cost of stamps? It's going to be better service from here on. (laughs) They're, They're going to do a better job, and that's why they're giving themselves a raise. So this is what we got going on here at our first. And guess what happened during that meeting of the city council? They got in a fight over where they all sit. And the, uh, the guy who's the um, uh, vice mayor, Dan Wu, <coughs> said it's a complex situation. There's complexity to it in where people sit. This is, let me tell you, I'm just going to tell you something real quick. I was at a place, and let's just say that they sell mulch or something like that. And there were a bunch of city trucks pulled up out there.
3: You you shared this last week, but I think it's I'm worth repeating. It I know. I I'm think it's worth it repeating. Again.
2: I'm going to keep sharing it. I, I began to think, didn't I share this last week? Yeah. They pulled up. They're buying all this mulch, 90 yards or whatever. And I talked to somebody about it. Oh, they have it in their budget. They got to spend this money by the end of the fiscal year. So there's 90 yards of mulch. Mulch is, I don't know, 150, 200 bucks a yard. So it's like probably 10 grand. And this has got to go on all through city government in all kinds of areas. And the money's getting spent like a spigot. And yet we're told we don't have enough money for the streetlights. It's because nobody ever sits down and questions the budget. We went over to a city council meeting over a year ago and confronted the mayor, and she just stared back at me. And I realized I can't win this. I don't have any stroke over here. These people are elected by the voters or whoever put them in there. And this is what they want. This is what the voters in this town want is government that's unaccountable. Okay, that's what you got. I can't do any good here.
3: Yeah, and the, you know, I, I don't think that you can uh, emphasize that enough. That this unchecked spending and everything kind of gets a green light with kind of a perfunctory discussion and it just moves forward, right? That's right. Um, and it's interesting because I believe that this provision certainly comes in play. Uh, you know Love that word
2: perfunctory.
3: Pretty quickly after the public failed to get the you know the signatures that were required for them to pull back on the Fayette County the public schools you know spending back, um, you know, for the, it affected your taxes last back last fall. Um, and I don't think, And again, what happened was, until it affects me and mine, you and yours, people don't get upset. And then they wonder, where, what, what happened? Why why are we, what's happening? and why, why has that gone up 50, 60, 70, $100? Well, it's
2: like the old thing, the frog boils to death, you slightly raise the uh, water temperature, and the next thing you know, it's boiling, and they didn't notice it, so right well uh, and i mean it's slowly it just gets worse there's no there's nothing out there on the horizon that i see that could be a development that would make it better at this point point. Well, and yet people say stuff like oh you know everything's great and i want to talk a little bit about that park that the funding right we do want to um, And that'll be in the next. let's do that in the next hour
3: but and I think you've said everything, and certainly I don't want to repeat it. But just to give it some 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 weight, some You're free to repeat anything. Well, is, uh... that you know, when we're talking about this money that's being collected, um, you know, from property, you know, from the property value taxes, that the bulk of the money collected, sixty four point eight percent goes to the Fayette County public schools. Right. But We're there's carve outs in that and carves thing. out in within that. Within yes. that,
2: that that some of it goes to other things in the city. And
3: and the the the, the catalyst for this discussion of raising taxes for over a hundred thousand properties in Lexington is because they are trying to offset a two million dollar deficit for funding streetlights,
2: Okay, so that's that program that has a two million dollar. But there's a hundred million dollars being spent elsewhere. Elsewhere, that right? Could be you, you got that, it. that. Could be uh, you know uh, money that that could be used, right? And, right, and ta- pulled out of that, and uh, you know, it. it I want to talk about right, it's this.
3: Fine. It's like when we talk to clients and we say, "What are you spending it?" They're trying to pull it back. You, you know. You, you, yeah. you don't buy don't as many eat, lattes. You don't eat out as much. Yeah, you out. don't
2: buy as many lattes.
3: It's not rocket science.
1: Except when you have
3: Actually, somebody else that
1: science. can pay for it for you. Hey, when, you're, yeah.
3: when you're not using
2: your own That's money. Right. Yeah. You got the company credit card. That's right. All right. Now, here's the... Go on. Well, you, turn, you were going to outro
1: up, this. It's This is, uh, this this is the, the, Jimmy, that, the Jimmy Webb version done by... Or the Jimmy... Written song done by Glenn Campbell.
2: Which boot was, are you going to turn it up where you can hear After it? After
1: you quit talking.
2: Turn it up, please.
1: All right. You've been listening to The Tom Dupree Show. Missy Clifton sitting in. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. We're going out with Glenn Campbell.
0: Most
2: listened to song of the millennium.
0: And if it snows, that stretch down south won't ever. And I need you more than want you, and I want you for all time. And the tall lineman is still on the line.
2: This is Tom Dupree. What do you know about investing? Perhaps what you know is limited to what you hear on CNBC or read in the Wall Street Journal. You might be surprised to learn that investing can be made a lot simpler than you might imagine. At Dupree Financial Group, it's our aim to make the investment process very clear. If you schedule a complimentary appointment with us to review your retirement investment accounts, we'll describe them for you. Call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturday mornings at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at www.dupreefinancial.com.
0: Would you like to ride in my beautiful blue? Would you like to ride
1: Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us, our host, Tom Dupree, Missy Clifton, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group.
2: So this is another song written by Jimmy Webb when he was working for a Motown music writer called Joe Bett. Remember looking at, if you like, looked at old uh, 45s of, I don't know, Otis Redding maybe or... Gladys Knight and the Pips, or Aretha Franklin, or James Brown. A lot of would say Joe Bet music on it because that was the publisher. And Jimmy Webb worked for them, and they basically fired him. And they said, "We don't like all these songs." Like by the time I get to Phoenix. Uh, This one, Up, Up, and Away. So they gave him those songs to take with him. Those songs were technically the property of the music company. You know, he he was working for them when he wrote them. They weren't his, but they gave them to him.
1: They thought they were throwouts, maybe. Yeah,
2: they thought they were throwouts. All right. um, Go on YouTube. If you're interested in this stuff, go on YouTube. There's a guy named Rick Beato, B-E-A-T-O. He does this incredible interview with Jimmy Webb. It's just Jimmy Webb, and he talks about the song Wichita Lineman," which he, Rick, believes is the best song ever written. Now, one thing Jimmy Webb talks about, and I'll just say a little of this, and then we'll get on to what we're talking about here because it's so depressing. I'd rather talk about something else briefly. I had an experience with that song, Wichita Lineman" When we were little kids and teenagers, my parents had a houseboat down in western Kentucky at Kentucky Lake, if you've ever been there. It's pretty far down in western Kentucky. It's the uh, impoundment of the upper end of the Tennessee River. The top end of it starts In Franklin, North Carolina. And it flows out through into Tennessee. Curves down into northern Alabama. Curves back into Tennessee. Goes north. and Cuts through the very western part of Kentucky. I would sit out on that houseboat at night. Looking up at the stars with my transistor radio. I'd listen to Reds games on WLW. I'd listen to Cardinals games on KMOX. One time I'm out there and Wichita lineman comes on and looking up into that vast interstellar space, you realize that this guy wrote a uh, song that summarizes the loneliness of man and the cosmos. I know it sounds trite to say that, but in Oklahoma, you can see the universe is more with you than the land. You're looking up at the universe every day and every night, and you get that feeling of deep loneliness out there. That's why you know, when I went to Cushing, Oklahoma one time, driving through there, I mean, I sat, I went in this little restaurant, sat over at my own table, and there was a group of locals. They said, Where are you from? I told them, They said, Come over here and sit with us. I mean, that's Oklahoma for you right there. You know, people are just, they're just nice. You know, why? Because it's a lonely place, you know. They like talking to strangers. You all evidently don't. Y'all are both staring at your phones. I mean, what the hell? It's a radio <laughs> show that's going on. All right, let's get into this. We're researching. We're researching. We're
3: researching. Just, Just letting you have your such, moment. <laughs> damn. All right. Tough audience.
2: Oh so, yeah, really. Uh, they they're they're breaking ground on this park downtown. I know my friend Ann Bacus has been involved. Town Branch Park. Yeah, in, in, in doing it. And I think it was initially going to cost $30 million, and now it's up to $39 million. I understand a lot of the money has been given by private donors. And I think it's a wonderful thing. But all, according it, to
3: the Lexington Herald.
2: Uh, what needs to be put in downtown right now is, is, a, uh, is a big tarp. A, a what? A tarp. A tarp. Yeah, to cover <laughs> downtown. Wanna if you haven't been down here in a while, is a hellscape. Uh, I don't know where they're bringing these people in from. Uh, there's a new group of people begging for money. I drive a I don't just drive on Main Street. I go up Martin Luther King. I go. I I drive all over downtown. I walk all over downtown. Listen, I'm a big guy. I, I'm not scared of walking somewhere. And I'm not scared of driving somewhere. And I drive around and and, and there is downtown is full of what I would call human wreckage. And so we're putting a thirty nine million dollar nice park in a place that is uninhabited for the most part by anybody but homeless people that's mainly who's walking on the streets now that happened in miniature several years ago when we built a probably a 35 40 million dollar library and it became essentially uninhabitable to anyone but homeless people. They go in there and hang out. Nobody in the library says, wait a minute, this is for people to come read books. So we, we have a well-paid library staff and a library with books in it that don't get used very much because people don't want to come down to this library. And it's never going to go away because it gets a line item of the Lexington taxes. It's got twenty-one its million funding locked in every year. There's never going to be a question of whether the library is around because it gets tax money. There are other things in this town like that. So when something is that way, we don't ever go back and examine the sanity of it. Back to this downtown park that people have worked so hard to... Uh, put the money together for. For years, by the way. It's not. The juxtaposition of it is amazing to me. And people who get involved in civic things in Lexington typically are going to lean left politically, even though they keep saying, oh, it's nonpartisan, the mayor's a nonpartisan thing. No. We're talking about people that like to control things and you know government that wants to tell you what to do and that sort of thing and that's who contributes to these things and they're on the inner circle of everything but i just think it's interesting that now this thing's getting its ground broken it's going to be in a place where very few people that paid for it will ever use it and unless there is a big change in what happens to downtown Lexington. And it's not going the right direction. It is going the wrong direction. We have policies that say you can't enforce anything unless somebody calls and complains about it. And then they'll enforce it one time. And we have people obviously being bus, trucked, brought in, to Lexington. I don't know how they're getting here. They don't have cars. And they're living in downtown Lexington. I get asked for money every day. Most of the people listening to this program do not live in or work in downtown. And sometimes I really wonder if the city council does. They go into their little ivory tower and do their little thing and spend money and Walk out. So I don't know. You live downtown, Missy. Take off. You got some stuff.
3: Well, just to to perhaps uh, put a little more context to the listening audience is that you know we're talking about this is a ten acre town branch park which is located behind Rep Arena. Um, it was. Uh, it's supposed to, the features. It was there was a it was a New York company that was selected to be the architect to design the park which included, um, features like an outdoor amphitheater, um, green space, water play features, paths, um, you know, it's supposed to be a, there, I know there was some concern about, um, the quality of water so that the places, you know, that you wouldn't have access to the free falling water that may be contaminated, but you would have access these water features would be, you know, controlled and, and, um, the water would be treated, if you will. Um, and I think um, idealistically, it sounds very interesting. It sounds like something um, I have lived in a lot of cities. Uh, I, I've, you know, I came back home to Kentucky, but I have lived in a lot of cities that have some very interesting features. My adult children live in cities with uh, interesting city features that are, you know, great to brag about and to introduce to guests that come. Um, certainly, we are a city that. Host many guests that come in for the horse-related industry, and other. Um, So I think, as I said, idealistically, it sounds really nice. How about practically? In in reality, um, I, I can you know this was this is this is and was a privately funded venture that is supposed to be managed on a go forth by a private foundation. And I suppose what I would like to offer is, is that, you know, I live near and I'm walking by Thoroughbred Park every day.
2: Now, that's on the other end of downtown. That's
3: on the other end of downtown. And that's, that's really closer to, you know, residence, you know, the, re- the residential section, if you will. Um, you know, it's a, it's a stone's throw from, from Woodlands condominiums, which are, are, you know, sold at a premium. And at Thoroughbred Park, it is very clear it's very clear the sign says do not swim in this water it is untreated and tom and elizabeth i'm telling you there are swimmers every day every day when the weather is warm and when the when the you know they drain the they drain the fountain during uh you know during the winter months but when the water is in there and even if the the fountain is not working, but the water is is you know
2: they haven't been doing the fountains up here at the uh, courthouse for ever. I haven't seen well, them on all summer.
3: But and when I say that there are swimmers every day, I think swimmers is a little bit of an exaggeration. Like there bathers. Are, there are bathers. We have there are adults sitting having you know sitting with their children bathing babies, changing a diapers, bath. Yeah. everything. There are children without adults that are swimming. They pull up in their bikes. They get out, and they throw off their shoes, and then they swim around for 40, 45, you know, whatever. Then they get on their bikes, and they go back home. There are homeless that use it as a bathing facility. I've watched it. There's at least this summer I've seen that at least weekly. You know, there are people in the water, dogs. People bathe their dogs in the water.
2: It reminds me of a funny story. I I grew up in a little town called Harlan, Kentucky. They had a little small country club. (laughs) People started noticing they were coming in in the summer. There was this really bad black ring around the swimming pool. And the lifeguards would get in there and clean it up. And it'd be the same last night. Finally, they left some guy up there at night to kind of watch and an old coal miner. Getting off his shift, climbing up the mountain, would stop and get in that pool and and take a bath. Same thing. I mean, well, he'd be covered with coal dust. But uh, I
3: don't want—I don't mean to be insensitive, but but literally, there is, um, you know, for this and the, I, it is so. Is thoroughbred? You were telling me earlier. Is thoroughbred Park privately maintained? It's not maintained by the city. Well, it was
2: it was constructed uh, with funds from the Triangle Foundation, which. Alec Campbell and W.T. Young and and different people were involved. One thing thing I've noticed, since some of these older people have passed away, there's no really strong person in Lexington that is on the inside that says, this is not going to go on, and comes to the mayor and says, you will enforce these laws. It just that person doesn't exist. I mean, uh, somebody like Ann Bacus, whom I've known for years, might think that she's sort of that kind of a person, but I don't really know that she is. Um, So I think what we've got, I mean, all you have to do is look at who's mayor. We definitely have a void of leadership in this city, and I mean leadership being – doing the hard stuff not not doing ribbon cuttings and acting like nurse ratchet to you know the population and and going droning on and on but somebody who actually will lead and say we're not going to have this kind of city and now today that kind of leadership harder leadership everybody hates it they want to demonize somebody like that on a national level and get rid of a Trump who at least tells you what he thinks and does it and get a Biden who can't even put three words together because that's, you know, he's more compassionate or what have you. So we're going to get the kind of leadership we asked for. And in this city, it's almost a microcosm of the whole country right now. I thought it was
3: curious, you know, looking at the history of you know the the town branch park. I was kind of looking at the town branch park advisory board, which back in 2017 they were tasked to come up with you know to come up with five million dollar pledges, um, and there was a group of them that 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 hit that goal, um, and then you know then the next the next benchmark was for them to reach 22 million dollars in pledges over the next three years. So this was in 2017, and in this article that I came across, I thought it was funny. Not amusing, but curious that Miss um, Backus it said Bacus Miss ba- Oh sorry, I did that again. Bacus Bacus said the park will be built with private funds, but will offer programming to the public for free. Plans also call for private security to patrol the park. "Quote unquote, we will have the cleanest public restrooms in the city.
2: <laughs> if anybody's there to use them, oh. other than
3: you know." Uh, all I can all I can offer is that again I, I am not insensitive, but at at Thorbred Park, which I walk by daily, the shrubs had to be cut down on the back side because they were basically used for shelter, dressing, and other personal things with the the homeless population and. It's just, it's it's sad.
2: Here's the other thing about homelessness. But it was a reality. If you feed people all the time, which there are numerous organizations in this town that do because they feel like, oh, we've got to do this. It's our Christian duty. The problem, if, if, if somebody doesn't have to worry about where they're going to eat or what, you know, what they're going to eat, I mean, let me tell you something. You can go over to the lighthouse over here and get a better meal than a lot of people who are working poor, who actually work and pay for a, a pay for a, a, an apartment can afford to put on their table. These are restaurant type meals that restaurants donate the food. It's a nice meal I ate over there when I was volunteering. The food is good and nobody pays a nickel for it, except for the people that provide it. It's, it pays. What I'm trying to say to you is this, it pays to be homeless in this town. We have made it actually not that unattractive. So if you can get naked over here in the fountain and take a little bath and, you know, get dressed behind whatever, are you going to play the uh, thing, honey? Uh, it, it, it's Well, allow me to add in that the Lexington homeless population
3: has <laughs> it's just been released. The new data from Share the Lex is that the homeless population in Lexington is back over the pre-pandemic level. And the suggestion is that they're not even getting the full count because, you know, they usually do it so one time. in, the, in the They're going to. Gonna. And they announce when they're going to do it. But it now, even with that said, it's still up over the pre-pandemic level.
1: All right, we've got a roll right now. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show missy clifton joining us for this hour if you'd like to come see us and have us take a look at your portfolio you can call us at 859-233-0400 or you can go to our website and schedule an appointment directly on our homepage. we'd love to see you we will be back in just a few minutes with the financial hour stay tuned